a brand new travel hipster website just named Detroit one of the top 10 world destinations that you just have to see in 2023. Now they got a lot of things on their list, but they left a few off that you just must visit when in Detroit City, Michigan, USA. How about date night on Woodward from a Skid Row hotel window? Looking at Woodward, don't nobody even want to drive down Woodward, let alone look at it. The police are really friendly. When you wave them down, they wave right back. Keep on going. And after you go to the Hitsville Museum, take a walk across Grand Boulevard and dig around in all the mayor's demolition fields filled with contaminated garbage. Probably a mercury lead all over there. These don't gotta live next to it. And don't forget to visit Belle Isle where you're likely to find the beach blanket hunk, Baby Jesus to Motown. Good in the high heels, bro. Way to be a good sport. We're gonna have to get you a date show. Which, what's your Twitter handle? Hippie Jesus 313. If if all of you ladies out there like a man who wears women's swimwear and size 12 pumps, hit him up. Because that's the kind of thing we do. And then look, we got we got Coney G in the house. There he is. Hey Coney G. Coney G. Listen, it is Thanksgiving week in Detroit. They're gonna be floats, the, one of the biggest parades in America, right? Celebrities and Coney G. They're gonna be walking around downtown, bring the kids. See, look at this guy, Coney G, Giselle, my man. Say, so listen, man. Tell hey, uh, G, tell them about the Coney kits. Okay, he's doing sign language. Let me interpret. You go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, right to your door, there will be a dozen original, the original, the inventors of the Coney, 12 proprietary sausages, the chili recipe that's 105 years old. I can, this is all coming back to me. It's a Helen Keller school of hot dogs. 12 buns of Adalia onion right to your door make everybody happy, but remember, this Thursday is the parade. Come on down, hot chocolate, family friendly, lots of tables. You can see the parade from the window. I love it. I'll be working. Are you working, Rent? Yeah, you working, Hippie? Yeah, we'll all be working. Come on down. Go ahead, get up there and give us a dance there, dancing dog. <laughs> My man. He seems shy. He's putting his uh, hand over his mouth. <laughs> Go ahead, get, flossing. Give us the booty shake. Give us the buns. Look at that. 12 of those. 12 of those right there. AmericanConeIsland.com. 
And by the way, American Coney Island, again, the Detroit Metro Times votes American Coney Island the best dog in Detroit. I sit down, dude. Stop it. Stop it. Stop hamming it up. There ain't no hamming the dog. Sit down. Sit down. Nice yelling at a hot dog. I also want to uh, give a shout out to my really good friend, Drew Lane, the Drew and Mike podcast, of which Mark is, oh, yeah. the, is the sidekick. Uh, the best local podcast in Detroit, voted by the readers. Yep, Metro Times, yeah. You Thank guys, you, everybody that you, listens and watches that show. I mean, you can't watch it anywhere. Thank you, Karen. Hardest working man in show business, which I, I, I don't get. We're, this is show business? We are a top 200 podcast for news in the entire United States, and we didn't get nothing? Maybe next year, man. Maybe next year. E- either way, I win. Win, win for you. <laughs> Narcoleptic never went so far. <laughs> Listen, I want you all to hang in this program, a really fantastic program. We have Congressman Pete Meyer, outgoing Congressman Pete Meyer, who is an endangered species in America, which is a moderate Republican. He's going to lay it all out for us. Congressman Pete is also on the Foreign Affairs Committee, the Homeland Security Committee. I want to talk to him about China, Ukraine, Russia, the southern border, and the future of Republican politics in this country. Can you hear me, Pete? (laughs) All right. Yeah, yeah. I I can cover all of that in 30 seconds. I look forward to it, Charlie. (laughs) Okay. About the length of your career in Congress. (laughs) Oh, Oh, damn. (laughs) Trump. I was like 45. (laughs) (laughs) Undone by 45. Wow. They're going to... You're going to run for senator. We'll get to that in a minute. You should, anyway. Um, <laughs> but first, I want to just quickly, quickly touch on that tease about the hipster website yeah. that, you know, uh, Detroit's a buzz about. Because whenever we get some mention, Karen, we just we go crazy. We are a top 10 world destination next year, according to Travel Lemming. Travel Lemming. Oh. Not com. You ever you ever heard of that? Never. What is that? It looked like a bunch of privileged kids running around trying to make some hay. Okay, probably. Well, let me let me tell you what what they what they said. What's good What's good about us? We we have a cultural scene, some historic charm. Um, you know, friendly people, which I agree with. Oh yeah. Like you really want to come here because it, we're a really unique people, like the 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 most angry friendliest people in America. It's it's really true. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, because like in Detroit, you like you walk down the street, you go, how you doing? You go, how you doing? In New York, you walk down the street, you go, how you doing? The guy looks at you and goes, what are you, my fucking doctor? (laughs) People in New York don't talk to you. I mean, they don't look at you. They don't talk to you. Here in Detroit, people are friendly. Real Detroiters are friendly. And that's how you know who a transplant is compared to a true Detroiter, because they don't speak and they cross the street and they look at you like they don't know where they are. So yeah, real Detroiters are friendly. Yep. And we got Belle Isle, which they note. We got Greetown, which they note. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got Eastern Market, which they note. We've got Hitsville Museum, which they note, which after that, I mean, you pretty much got 23 hours of the day to fill after that. <laughs> That's not a destination though, Charlie. I mean, those are great things. I, I don't undermine the value. I don't undermine, undermine the assets that this city has. I also don't ignore its challenges, but those are not destinations. That's nobody's going to get on a plane from Las Vegas and say, hey, let's go to Detroit because I want to go visit Bill Isle. 
it's not, it's, it's just not. Now, if you're here, those are things that you can do, but it's not trip specific. Have you heard of, they also say, um, one of the great places to visit while in Detroit is the Park Avenue Historic District. You ever heard of that? No. I had to Google is, that. They, I, they what, Googled that. Get a look on Karen's face. She's totally lost. It's Grand what Circus Park. It's like, you know, where, where the Fox Theater and, and uh, Comerica and see, is. Charlie, that's another thing. We keep giving all these new names to areas. You know, Detroit was once east side, west side, downtown. Now every block has a new name. And I get it. Maybe you're trying to brand the area or whatever, but I, I don't know. I where's mean, Grand Mid Circus Park. No. Where's Midtown? What's that place called? Oh, the Cass Corridor. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, me and my kid were walking through Grand Circus Park because I wanted to introduce her to bums. How, how you deal with bums? They're nice. You just don't let them breathe on you and, and, and tell them you don't got no money. Well, <laughs> hey, that'll work. Hey, look. Treat them like people. Don't get money. That's a, part, that's a part of the fabric of any real urban city. So, yeah. And because you aren't afraid, Charlie, that has validation there. You can tell people that, you know, I have seen people like get in the middle of the street to avoid being on the sidewalk with a person that may appear homeless or asking for money. I ain't you afraid of no man or woman without a gun. You know what I mean? Not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Yell all you want. <laughs> we need more meds for our homeless. But now I digress. Let me just give you the other top 10 from hipsterlemming.com. I mean, just to let you know where they're at. Now, uh, Pete, uh, we have, because we're top 200 and we're beating CNN here, we have lots of donors, which your campaign did not. And so, we now, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, okay, whoa, we'll, we'll clear that up. We'll clear that up. To, come on now, man. Come on, without respect over there. You got to laugh if you're going to cry. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, if we could pan to our new hyper-technology, technologized, to quote Red, hyper-technologized GPS map. Here it is. That's a broomstick, and that's a map. Okay. Number one, for TravelLemmingHipster.com. Number one destination next year in the world will be Lafayette, Louisiana. What? Which is in Louisiana, but nowhere near New Orleans. And I've been to Lafayette. I mean, it's cool. You like boiled peanuts, you go to Lafayette. Okay. Well, I don't get it. I mean, no offense. My people are from Point Coupe Parish, but you got to have family there. Okay. Number two, Bhutan. Anybody know Bhutan? You go, you go China. You go Nepal. You go Bhutan. Now, I don't know who's got the Buha to get to Bhutan with the economy doing it. You're flying to Bhutan? I mean, what are you doing? I, okay, fine, Bhutan. Uh, Utila, Honduras. Okay. Honduras, right there. No, find it, Mark. You're, you're in Texas. <laughs> Do it right. That's where all the Hondurans are. We've got the congressman. Are. He's on the Foreign Affairs Committee. He's watching. I know it's down it's here. Near, it, look, it's near Honduras. I thought you wanted to know where all the Hondurans it's were. It's near Honduras. Oh, right there. That's Panama. Get up no, there. No, that's Panama. Get to Guatemala and then go. Guatemala. No, to use the stick. <laughs> okay, that's Honduras. Now, I might say, there, there's lots of room in Honduras, lots of room to stay, because everybody's in Texas. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's in Texas. That's why I pointed at Texas. Okay, well, here's what you do. You go to Honduras, okay? Then you make your way up to Texas. Then you ask the United States government for an airplane, and you can get back to wherever you come from in the United <laughs> States. It's unbelievable. Okay, next one. 
Ile Sainte Marie, Madagascar. Y'all remember the cartoon Madagascar? Yeah. There's a reason they only show you the, the, the cartoon. Now it says Ile Sainte Marie. Ile means island. So there's an island off the island? Who knows? Okay, we'll move along. Um, Kosovo. Oh, yeah. Just like Honduras, all the Kosovars live in the story of Queens. So, plenty of room. Enjoy yourself, former Yugoslavia. Salento, Colombia. Right there. Okay. Hey, uh, what do we know about Colombia, um, Congressman? Stable? What's going on over there? Oh, they. I, I want to say they just rejected... Um, oh, shit. No, that's Chile. Uh, I think they're doing well. I, I, they've been kind of out of the news lately, which is uh, no news is good news. I mean, I... I See them sometimes when my wife and I rewatch the original couple seasons of Narcos. <laughs> I'm with the Colombians. <laughs> so, so are, are, are people on the top secret foreign affairs committee are, are being informed by the oh, Netflix series Narcos, yeah. Yeah. which I will make. Yeah, I've, I've met the Colombian ambassador. He's a great guy. Uh, I think there. I mean, there's been a lot of countries in South America that have been through their troubles lately, and they got a lot of kind of far left, kind of socialist folks trying to take over, and uh, the. Colombians are, uh, they're doing well. If I may make a pitch, if we could allow the Colombians to actually import cocaine with a stamp <laughs> so we don't all die from the fentanyl. I'm going to go to 7-Eleven and give me some Colombian cocaine so I don't have to go in the corner and snort some fentanyl. I like it. Legalize it. J just a thought. Just a thought. No, don't answer that. Tax it. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that. But, okay, uh, th okay, there you go. Ingenuity okay. is always important. Yeah, kids, stay away from cocaine. Um, Until you're old. <laughs> Vanuatu. 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 What is Vanuatu? It's in the South Pacific. Oh, it's it's where a uh, no, uh, season of Survivor happened. Which season? Yes. It, yeah. you, oh, look, okay, Vanuatu. Where is it? Right here. Right Off there. Australia. Like, uh, so watch this. Cairns, Australia. See it? Yeah, that's over here. Yeah. No, it's, it's over in the other side. Right there. Right there. Okay. So you go straight across Cairns? Yep. Okay. Okay. And below that is New Caledonia? Yep. And below that is New Zealand. Yep. See, I, I know that. I've been there. Really? I, I, I suggest New Caledonia. Nice, nice island getaway. How do you get to Vanuatu? They got a direct flight from Detroit? <laughs> make any sense? Okay, hold That's on. Next list. one. Number eight. Lake Orid, North Macedonia. That, oh, would be, that would be just north of Greece, which is actually Greece. To be, they speak Greek. And they got in a fight because the Macedonia, there's a Macedonian province in Greece, yeah. and the Greeks, I, I believe, they won. Mr. Congressman, North Macedonia is the newest country in the world. Is that correct? Formerly Montenegro, I believe. I believe. I think they changed their name. Um, there was some Alexander the Greatness down in there, I think. Way to make this a top 200 show. Look at that. I mean, <laughs> sounded like he, he, he sounded like Coney D is shaking his head. Absolutely. I know my, I mean, Vanuatu, they just uh, they got some uh, leadership issues in there. Uh, the Chinese are trying to make inroads. Uh, to get there, I think you got to fly through Australia, basically. Um, you know, it's getting around the South Pacific is not the easiest thing. Um, Coney just G. Just came back from a congressional delegation out there. Oh, you did? How'd that go? How was the food? Yeah. It was good. We, we were in Pulau. Well, the food was okay. But we were in Pulau. We were in Papua New Guinea. Uh, I mean, a lot of places where the... You want to talk about China? I mean, the Chinese are trying to go... Oh, we're going to do that in a minute. Don't, don't, don't take care of it. We'll, we'll get to all that. Right, all, right, all, right. All, right. all right. I was in Papua New Guinea for a couple of hours, actually, 
hmm? many years ago, and then the Civil War Port broke Morsby. out. And then they, yes, Port Moresby. They said, get the fuck on the plane, get the fuck out of here. Where you want to go? Guess where I went? Where? Thailand! <laughs> Party! <laughs> Friends of mine! And uh, Coney G's from Yemen. His people are from Yemen. Right. Uh, how's the war going in Yemen, uh, Congressman? Coney, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Coney, Coney G's got two thumbs down. Uh, I mean, some <laughs> initial hopes for a truce and, and a little bit of a ceasefire between the parties there, but still dire humanitarian conditions. And we got the MS Safer off the coast. That could be a massive environmental catastrophe if we don't drain the oil from that uh, holding ship. Is that true, G? Yep. <laughs> two thumbs now, up. I don't mean to make light, but things are so hard it's there. Awful. They sent their, their best sons here to dress up in Coney Island hot dog shit. So they can float the country. I'm very proud to know you, G. That's the deal, for real. You're my, my kind of man. This is the kind of people we are. Okay, now, next. Speaking of dumps. <laughs> no offense, bro. I mean, it's that war. I mean, it's, it's not, nothing to go see. Uh, Uzbekistan. Oh, yeah. Tashkent. It's nice. You see the Grand Mosque? And then you're standing in dirt. I don't get it. The Kazakhstanis are like, uh-oh, we're in trouble with the Russians, right? Uzbekistan, congressman, what do we got to say? Uh, I mean, a lot of those, uh, a lot of the Central Asian states right now, very interesting. I'm a little bit more focused on Kazakhstan because their leader has been a bit more independent, even though he's part of the CSTO with Russia. He's been kind of going out a little bit on his own and uh, could be interesting. Uh, Uzbekistan, I've never been to, um, but... Uh, yeah, maybe uh, come back to me on that one. You idiots on the west side of the state of Michigan. How did you let this guy go? What are you doing? He's a veteran. He's smart. What did you do? We'll get to that. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Big future for you. I know. And coming in at number 10. Let me do it again. Lafayette, Louisiana, Bhutan, Honduras, Madagascar, Kosovo, Colombia, Vanuatu. North Macedonia, Uzbekistan, and Detroit City. We're supposed to have some music. We'll fix it in post. Karen, what'd you make of that? Are you going to go to any of these places? <clears throat> no. Um, and, and, and I almost, I almost think that's like a joke. I mean, if everybody really taking this list seriously, I mean, people are thinking that it's, um, you know, some kind of accolade that we should be proud of i don't get it it's a little precious isn't it it's a little precious i um, get it here's um you know I'm, I'm just this isn't me this is uh people from around here commenting on it like uh one person says don't know about top 10 tour spots but it's always top three for dangerous cities in the u.s oh it sure isn't the weather <laughs> that's the weirdest list i've ever seen says fly hairpiece it's strange. What? Then here comes Detroit man. He says, once again, Detroit gets good publicity and gets trashed in the comments. No matter what, Detroit can't win here. Thoughts on that, Karen? No, I don't think that's true. And I don't think it's critical. I mean, but, you know, that's almost like if, if <laughs> there was a guy I saw one day, it was 730 in the morning. He says, you're the best looking thing I've seen all day. Okay, that's not really a compliment. It's 730 in the morning. Who was he blind? Is? Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I have you have nothing to compare compare it with, so that's not really a compliment. I mean, Detroit is so anxious for recognition mm -hmm. that we're we're just embracing anything. Look at these other places. 
what do we have in common with them? Would anybody actually go and look at this list and start putting this on their bucket list? The reality is no, that, that, that we're not. And I think that if we started to focus on what we need to do to become a de destination city and stop just buying into this foolish you know, list stuff that they're giving us, this is the second time we've been on a list. If you have a chance to go to Dubai or Detroit, I love Detroit. I'm going to Dubai. Detroit is not a destination yet. It's just not. Split the difference. We'll go to Dearborn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, J John, John from Detroit says, uh, be sure to uh, visit Seven and Gratiot. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. I'd recommend Mac Six Mile and, and Woodward. Yeah. Mac and Bewick. Got to do that. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. um, let me see. Somebody says, obviously, this article was published by The Onion. <laughs> Satire, yeah. And then uh, Sharon uh, Noguez says, there are crappy seas in every city, even in Rome or Paris. I notice big positive changes here every day. You can't say that about most cities. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. It's fair. I'll give you that. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's better than it was 20 years ago, but I'm just a little bit worried about the money. Stay here with us. Top 200. Really worried about the money. We love you all. And don't forget, if you want to see... Hippie Jesus in size 12s. You want to see Red's date night at the Normandy? You can go to YouTube, look us up. You can go to Facebook, look us up. You want to see these. They're that good. All right, now, uh, Coney G, get the fuck on. Hey, give me a hug. Give me a hug, you big wiener. Oh, that's so nice. That's lovely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what? something. What? Get in. Get in. What? What do you want? Can he talk? I don't know I don't what know. he's doing. We he's... don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's knocking things oh, off the wall. You want a beer? You want a beer? Here you go. Dude, you don't it's drink. like giving alcohol to a child. Don't do that. He's a mascot. Oh. He should be pure. Oh. <laughs> it's a bells though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, having a beer and a cigarette. Here you go, man. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Charlie, you're tainting the mascot. What Bring the kids, the kids down. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke sausage. <laughs> I get the fuck out. We got the congressman. Sorry, Pete. Get out. Leave him with the two hearted. Leave him with the two hearted. Yeah, it's empty. <laughs> yeah, recycle. <recycling. laughs> See you later. See you later man. Red, pop up in there, man. Detroit Red. <laughs> Okay, uh, before we get to uh, the rant and the congressman, let me just tell you about XG Service Group, uh, specializing in business IT. Uh, you know, like, the internet went down all over Michigan. It did? I mean, like, like one specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you heard about that, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, that's what they do, man. They had to be Johnny on the spot and get everybody up, which they I've did. I've seen them fix a lot of bad stuff. Remember at Drew's? Like, <laughs> That's the number one thing I'm one, talking about. Yeah. Not only is it the top podcast in Michigan, it's one of the top podcasts in the United States for yeah. comedy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like it. Remember, you go down there and the internet keeps dropping out. All, and, to, all the time. And yeah. uh, the Yaskovitches behind XG Service Group, what'd they do? They got yeah. into business. They fixed the line. shit, yeah. Mm -hmm. They did, when it didn't exist, yeah, right? When, and when AT&T told us they couldn't pull lines, they said, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. We'll, you see we'll that? Done. You see that? Yeah. We got a table in here today. You see that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Wi-Fi design and installation, internet and uh, uh, voice over IP, mm -hmm. security systems, 
cameras and access control, digital menu boards and drive-through systems, everything. <laughs> hey, uh, Pete, listen. Yeah. Before Pelosi gives up the gavel, tell her to call XG Service. They do really good camera and access and security. <laughs> just saying, just write it down. You call Matt Yaska. See that? See that, yeah, yeah, we'll send it to you. XG Service Group, uh, you call Matt Yaskovitz at 734-245-4100. 734-245-4100. Now, let me just do the rant to get to the man, which I'm very pleased Pete would, would do this program with us. I think we need XG back. All right. <laughs> it, was, it was Coney G's fault. All right. Dig me when I say this, Pete. They still don't get it. The chattering class, the college professors, the political consultants, despite what they say about last week's midterm elections, really little has changed. Nearly $17 billion was spent nationwide on the most important midterm elections of our lifetimes. Notice that? It's always the most now. But in the end, it's a stalemate. Abortion rights are still here, so is the election process, and the federal and state legislatures are split about 50-50. When it's all said and done and counted, it was once again the middle, the unattached independents who decided things here in Michigan. So Republicans should not whimper over their red drizzle, and the Democrats should take no solace that they weren't blown out. Crime, gas, inflation, the border, those things are real issues, but issues that can wait for 2024. This time around, in Michigan at least, abortion was always the number one. The idea of sending women back to the Stone Age not only galvanized the Democratic base, but more importantly, it turned off independents who broke decidedly for Prop 3 and then for Governor Gretchen Whitmer. According to pollster Ed Sarpolis, the official pollster of the No Bullshit News Hour and his firm Target Insight, conducted an exit poll of 800 people who voted in Tuesday's election. More than 90, it's closer to 95, 95% of independents, slightly more than 400,000 voters, went for Proposal 3 and Whitmer, who won by 450. What's more, 400,000 independents didn't cast a ballot at all as compared to 2018. And the majority of them, about 65%, lean Republican. You see where I'm going with this? Abortion was the issue during this cycle, Sarpolis tells me from his work. Prop 3 really saved it for Whitmer. She was no more trustworthy or less trustworthy than Dixon. And the Republicans' hard stance really turned people off. By the time the absentee ballots had been mailed to voters, two-thirds had already made up their minds. Dixon had already been targeted as extreme on abortion with the ubiquitous and devastating no-exceptions advertisement starring... The show in Charlie the Duff. Mm, we told them. We did. You can add, also add in the stop the steal on we among independent voters and three underwhelming Trump-backed candidates, and you get a win that should have been predictable and could have flipped the other way. Now, according to Sarpolis' exit poll, 
Only 30% of Michigan voters want former President Donald Trump to even run again, and just 58% of Republicans. Now, only 10% of voters question the validity of this last election. Numbers like that might show a pathway, might show a pathway for Trump to win the primary, but not nearly enough to win the general election. Everybody Trump endorsed in Michigan got smashed. Remember, James Craig said that last week, the former Detroit police chief who was tossed from the Republican primary for bad signatures. The Republicans are going to have to find a new message and a new way to speak to independents. Craig said, everybody knows it. I'm going to ask it to Pete in a moment. Conversely, public radio pundits are framing the blue wave in here in Michigan that delivered a majority of Democrats in both chambers of the legislature as some kind of mandate for the progressive agenda. But the legislative majority, like Washington, is razor thin. Warning. Profligate spending, fringe social positions, and cold houses this winter are not where we in the middle wish to go. The Democratic majority has no mandate for special interests and corporate welfare. With 2024 on the horizon, both parties would do well to moderate their positions. May I suggest a common sense approach here in Michigan? Start with a small business platform? Mom and pop were wiped out during COVID and they have no roadmap back and nobody's talking for them. How about reading, writing, and arithmetic? The party should focus on students' achievement rather than culture wars and the power of teachers' unions. Infrastructure's a key. Nothing's more popular than good roads. Another round of auto insurance reform will show that not only do you have a heart, you have a fucking brain. And do something, anything about crime. It may be boring, but these are the things that swing voters want, and that's what you're spending your money on. The Republicans and Democrats can either do that or continue to spend those hundreds of millions of dollars for a few thousand swing voters. If anything was proved this time around, it's the old adage that a fool and his money are soon elected. Now, I'd like to welcome in Congressman. <laughs> why are you gonna welcome me on the fool and his money are soon elected bit? Why, why is that gotta be the? Oh, uh, you weren't elected. Oh, that's there. simple because you weren't elected. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Go ahead. Question number one for Pete Meyer. Where do you go from here, sir? What's nice next? <sighs> Senate. I mean, to be honest, right right now, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think my. I didn't run for office for the title. I didn't run for office for the position. I, I wanted to get stuff done. I wanted to make sure to look, try to leave an impact. And, and honestly, as a freshman office in the minority, um, we're lining up and we sell a couple of bills that some of our, a couple of like kind of omnibus bills that our bills are in, um, but to get the most vote, the most bills signed into law for a freshman office um, in the minority in, in history. So, I mean, I, I'm proud of what we've been able to do. Um, but I'm just, I'm trying to figure out where things go from here and how, I mean, Charlie, your entire monologue was pointed to the fact that things are, nobody should feel good about the results on Tuesday. 
right? There were a lot of Republican, you know, defeats. Uh, there were some sort of Democratic victories. But if in 2016, you know, the Democrats lost more than the Republicans won in 2022, you know, Republicans lost more than the Democrats won. It was no mandate. It was no, we are thrilled at what you're doing. It was that on the GOP side, we had some candidates who frankly scared the hell out of voters and they wanted some normalcy. They they wanted things to change. They're not happy with how things are going. Um, but they also, you know, frankly, were terrified about what some of the potential areas where things could go that the candidates who were challenging incumbents were offering. Like, stop having candidates who scare the hell out of voters, start having folks who work backwards from winning and say, how do we improve on government so that it works better for everyday Americans? I mean, our unemployment insurance system in this state is fundamentally broken. And how often did that come up in debates? Right? How often Nothing. was that a Never. Nothing came up in debate. Nothing. No, is that us? Go ahead, Rick. Mike, yep, there we go. We didn't hear nothing about it. Nothing at all, even though we know we had almost two years of theft, fraud, missing money, mismanaged money. I mean, it was all kind of chaos. But I, I got to say this, though. I mean, this when you're talking about human rights, when you're talking about a woman's right to choose, that's going to trump, forgive the pun, didn't mean it, everything. And so when one person, the whole ticket is coming out and saying no exceptions. Well, okay, we're, 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 we're done here. Agreed? So there was no room for anything else because you know, Pete, you've, you've done it. When you're trying to get the win in the primary, you got you to gotta play the, the, the base, right? And then you try to move central into the middle to get the rest of us the deciding vote. And everything's changing now with early voting, absentee ballots. Like, you just got to be you now, eh? You think? Well, but, but absentee ballots used to benefit Republicans, right? I mean, this was the thing that was Old crazy people. in 2020. Yeah. I mean, this, like, Republicans used to kill it on absentee ballots. And then we had a former president who kept telling people not to vote absentee. And there were a lot of folks who were like, well, I was going to vote, but he's saying not vote absentee, so I'm not going to vote, right? That is not a winning strategy. But I mean, when you talk about abortion, I mean, Prop 3 was out there. That was extreme. I mean, they talk about codifying Roe. It wasn't codifying Roe. It We're was gonna find out any about that. Right. We're going to find out about that. But having said, I agree with that. We're going to find out what it really says when you see the challenges. But let, let's look mm -hmm. at you. You, I, you call yourself a conservative. You are. But you also voted to impeach Trump. You voted for upholding gay marriage. Uh, you're a fiscal conservative. You understand world issues. You've been out in it. Because you did that, there's a very strong Republican base. We're going to take them out. So Trump brings in a nutbag. I'm sorry. Gibbs is a nutbag. Brings him in. I'm not going to say anything negative. Okay, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. He's a nutbag. And then the Democrats jump on board, it's no secret now, and they start running commercials saying Gibbs is too conservative for you, Western Michigan, meaning the really hardcore Trumpers, it's, it's really going to turn them on. And the, now you've got to, hey, treat people out West there. You've got a liberal, the far right guy didn't work. Probably the dude in the middle might have been this Pete Myers guy you had all along. And like, 
the middle's got to decide. What, what the, the, that was the weirdest thing to watch your career here, Peter. Now what? It was also fun to live it. But oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I think one of the biggest frustrations in Congress is, like, I try to make a distinction between what are the politics and what are the policies. And the thing that was a tremendous frustration is that, you know, it used to be the politics or the areas of entertainment that's around campaigning. And then you try to roll up your sleeves, get something done and actually move something forward. Right. But if you actually read pieces of legislation, it's very different than if you look at what somebody else is saying the piece of legislation does. And you can have a one liner and a fear based messaging about something. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I reacted to, to folks who were getting just whipped up by these just total bullshit websites that had no validity, uh, but were casting these, you know, the, the World Health Organization is going to take over the country unless we turn down these amendments to the World Health Organization charter that, by the way, those amendments were being proposed by the Trump administration, right? Like, you, but it's just so disconnected from reality on a lot of this. It, it, it hits at, at, a, at a fear center that is very normal, that's very rational, but there's just garbage in. And if you have garbage in, it's going to be garbage out. So, and all of this is just a distraction from actually having government working better. Because who benefits when everything is chaotic? Who benefits when you have contentious races all the time? It's the consultants. It's the fundraisers. It's the advertisers. The media. It's the, the news channel. The media. Like, they're raking it over hand and fist. And meanwhile, we're left with a government that is unable to do even the things that Republicans and Democrats agree it should be able to do. We so can't me, even get good safe baby formula onto our freaking grocery store shelves because of the incompetency of our administrative branch. Right? And, These and, are not Republican or Democrat issues. And so what, what's got to happen? We, the independents, got to regulate this shit. We've now got divided government because we, the independents, swung that way. What is the future? If you could look into your crystal ball, bro. Do the, does, does, the Trump, I mean, does the Trump wing win or does the moderate in, uh, Republican, the independent, and the donor class win? My guess, I'll go on record right now, if DeSantis gets into it, I think they're going to they're gonna knock it out. And I wonder what the Trump wing's going to do. You're going to sit home? What are you going to do? Because the Democrats are wiping your ass. They're raising money hand over fist. They're very organized and they're very good at what they do. And I think... 80% of America is looking at the country and going, this isn't the way. No, I mean, in that, like, a, I mean, the presidential election in 2024 is going to be very fun to watch. Um, I mean, watch everyone who said that Donald Trump was the greatest threat to democracy turn around and say, well, but, a, you know, compared to DeSantis, Trump is, is a normal guy. And DeSantis, it's death Santis over here. It's going to be fear mongering because they know that Trump is great for CNN ratings. Trump is great for democratic fundraising. Trump's not been great for getting Republicans elected. And we saw that last Tuesday, you know, but Ron DeSantis, I mean, that guy can actually deliver. He can actually win. He can actually govern. He has a proven track record and he is not the type of person that scares the hell out of folks who are like, we just want things to be normal for once. So the, 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 the Democrats are going to pull on DeSantis what they pulled on you is what you're telling me. They're going to, uh, I mean, like Trump's the better choice 
Don't pick this. Be ready for a billion dollars of Democratic boosting of Donald Trump in 2024 because they want. I mean, what's if it's not Biden? Who is it? Kamala Harris? Nope. I mean, they're they're up a creek right now. Uh, Gavin Newsom? Nope. Nope. Um, Who's asking for that? Gretchen Whitmer? Nope. I want Gretchen Whitmer. It's good for business. Nope. He said she wasn't going to run. She announced the other day that she was yeah. not going. To, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Tomorrow's a new day. Because we, because we keep hearing those rumors. But, you know, she said she's not going to run. And will that play, Kim? I mean, our memories are like like freaking uh, fruit flies, you know? Yeah. I mean, nobody remembers what happened, what they had for breakfast yesterday, right? I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. I do. <laughs> What'd you have, Charlie? Coney's? Coffee, slight cream. American. Three cigarettes. <laughs> I know every day. I know I'm, I'm wrinkly on the inside <laughs> and wrinkly on the outside. But I get my coffee at Myers Thrifty Acres, just so you know. That's my that's my change. Um, okay, let's let's move on to something here. Uh, this we're talking to Pete Meyer, Congressman West Side of Michigan, uh, District Three. I think it still is. Uh, well, you know, everything changed. Um, <laughs> Uh, Foreign Affairs and the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, the Ukraine, it, we, we almost got close to World War III here. There, uh, the, there was a big push. He, even Zelensky was doing The Russians hit Poland. We all got to go to war now. Turns out the Ukraines were just spitting rockets. We gave them all over the place. What happens, brother, if the Ukraine does that and they hit Russian soil? I mean, the, the, so the Ukrainians have conducted some special operations things in Russia. Um, time out. I mean, nothing. Time out. I mean, time out. You mean besides yeah. Crimea? Correct. Correct. I mean, there oh, were some. Oh. There was, I think, an aerial helicopter assault in, in Belgograd, you know, which is kind of a border region with Ukraine. I mean, um, I will say, when it comes to the, the the missile strike in Poland, you know that. I mean. My number one advice to folks when you see something breaking, take a breath, wait a minute. You know, the initial facts are usually never intentionally wrong, but they can make assumptions that can make judgment errors, right? In this case, you know, it was not illogical to assume that when the Russians are launching hundreds of cruise missiles, you know, targeting Ukrainian, you know, energy infrastructure, trying to knock out their heat and power, you know, that some of those may go off course because a lot of their missiles are frankly kind of crappy and they are not in the best of maintained condition. Uh, In this case, it looks like it was a, again, this is from our latest understanding. It looks like it was Ukrainian air defense rockets that were trying to knock out those Russian cruise missiles, you know, that again, when it comes to the Ukrainian materials, not all of these are super well maintained. And some of them you know, maybe didn't hit their target or missed and then landed in, a, in an area and tragically, you know, two um, you know, Polish citizens you know, were killed. Uh, but again, the reason why in all of these things, you take a breath. You wait for the facts to come out. You don't jump to conclusions uh, and you certainly don't start hyperventilating when you don't actually know clearly and in a confirmed way what happened. So so basically you're saying we sent them some of our leftover scud missiles from the last war we were at. And they don't oh, know. No, these were all crappy. These were old, old Russian missiles, and they've been pretty good. I mean, we sent them some things because, you know, if you're living in, in Kiev, if you're living in Lviv, if you're living in a lot of Ukrainian cities, I mean, it's just indiscriminate bombing. I mean, it's these Russian th- missiles that they're not aimed at military targets. I mean, they are hitting apartment buildings. They are hitting, hitting 
electric know, plants, anything you know. they can, electric plants. I mean, so what's the if, end game, Pete? What's the end game there? I mean, I mean, is there an end the, game? The end game. I mean, Putin has gotten himself so deep in this thing that he can't really back out. But you know, if Ukraine stops fighting, Ukraine ends. If Russia stops fighting, the war ends. I mean, well, who's arbitrating? Who's arbitrating this though? We get, at some point, it's got to stop. But now we got I, missiles. But how do you? I'm you know, I mean, if somebody breaks into your house, no, no, but if somebody breaks into your house, you know, ties up your family, starts beating everybody, you know, takes your kid out in the back and shoots them. You know, and then they're like, listen, that's dark. I'll, I'll just, let me just have the kitchen and the living room. And then, you know, we can call it even right. Like it's messed up. Like, well, I send my brother over there. I send my brother over there and I go, listen, man, my brother says you fuck with his house. We're going to cut your neck. Listen, let's split the driveway. Is any of this going on? No, there's no negotiation that we know of at the moment going on. I mean, the negotiations, uh, I, I'm, maybe there are some that I'm not aware of, right? But I mean, the Russians are like, all right, we'll draw the lines. We'll keep all the stuff that we stole. We're not going to pay for the, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of infrastructure damage. We're not going to admit fault or do anything about the tens of thousands of civilians that we tied up, you know, bound and gagged, shot in the back of the head and left them in ditches. Right? I mean, this is just a humanitarian and just war crimes on a scale that we haven't seen, you know, in, in Europe, I mean, really since World War II. I mean, maybe when we talk about kind of Kosovo and Bosnia and some of the genocides that happened there, um, but just the indiscriminate killing of civilians and destruction of infrastructure. I mean, it is highly legitimate um, for the Ukrainians to defend themselves. And Russia is not an actor that is acting in any way, shape or form in a responsible way. I mean, they they just want to expand. They want to, if, if somebody is not on their side, they'd rather they be dead than turning towards the West. And that so, is why they invaded Ukraine. Let me move it then. So, you know, looking for sure. sides. Biden meets with G at the G20. Mm-hmm. And they say things are nice, but uh, Biden's talking about coercive and increasingly aggressive actions toward Taiwan. And then the Chinese counter with neither side should try to remold the other in one's own image. Um, what's, what's the calculus with China? What's the plan? Where well, are we yeah, going? I mean, especially when it comes to Taiwan. I mean, the, the best situation for the U.S. is that the Chinese never try to physically invade Taiwan. I mean, yeah, the physical but, but invasion the of best. Taiwan. That's the best. That is the best. And so but, whatever we can do to make sure that that doesn't happen, we should. Dude, they got a bigger Navy than us. And they keep, they, keep, they keep buzzing Taiwan and they got a bigger Navy. Uh, Biden keeps saying, you know, we're going to defend it. Pelosi's over there unilaterally. Where's that going, man? I mean, in terms of their Navy, if you're counting a bunch of rinky-dink fishing boats that are going and stealing and illegally fishing in a bunch of South Pacific waters, maybe they're a little bit bigger than us. But if you're if you're President Xi and you thought that Vladimir Putin, with his defense buildup over the past 15 years, was just going to stroll into Kiev and, and take the keys and, and install his you know, puppet government there without much of an issue, uh, and then you look at the way the past nine months have panned out for Vladimir Putin— you're re-examining your assumptions when it came to Taiwan and how easy a target that would be to take. Let me, let me put that I, in regular am, people talk. Let me regular people talk. Go, the go. Russians actually trained the Chinese military. And if this is what you got out of the Russians, there's nothing to be really extremely worried about right now except they're cleaning our clock economically and yes. stealing our technology and something needs to be done. Thank you for that. Now moving right along, sir. 
Title 42, the emergency mm -hmm. pandemic order that allows the United States to ship foreign nationals coming through the southern border back to Mexico because we don't have a treaty with Mexico for them to uh, repatriate foreign nationals that are not Mexican. That's scheduled to end next month. You are on the Homeland Security Committee. We've had 100 people on the terror watch list come through. We now know that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We were the first to report that because we got such a dude in Dearborn. What the fuck's up with the border? Oh, breaking news. By the way, don't answer that. Breaking news. We'll fix it in post. Hold on. Breaking news. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> That's the reason we're not a top 100. <laughs> the No Bullshit News Hour. Charlie Ledoff and Chief of Photography Byron Goggin have booked their tickets. We will be going to Mexico in two weeks. We will be going to Mexico and smuggling ourselves back into the United States. What do you make of that, Congressman? We're going to give you the ground level view. Um, you're not paying the cartels, are you? Because my understanding is you don't cross that border without paying off the cartel. And that could uh, be not only very expensive, uh, I think a, a minimum of three grand. But I mean, for somebody like yourself, Charlie, it may, uh, it may boop up the, or boost up the going rate. Um, Hold on a second. Please be safe. Hold on a second. 32.50. Note to self. <laughs> give the cartel a call <laughs> well I didn't think of it that way breaking news <laughs> maybe I'm not going to Mexico <laughs> just go smuggle myself in this sounds a little hairy I mean you can still go to Mexico. I mean, go to go to Tijuana and have a fun weekend. You know, I'm just saying, like, when it comes to trying to illegally enter, you know, it's... Hey, wait a minute. Let's get this straight. Illegally enter mm -hmm. my own country? <laughs> you mean to tell me... Again, are you presenting yourself in your passport at a port of entry? That is all I'm saying. Oh, um, oh you don't need a passport. You need an enhanced driver's license. Correct, correct. You got so, the little error. Well, not, yeah, you need to have the, the passport card. Am I more worried about the cartels or about the Border Patrol, who seems to be just letting everybody in? I mean, not the Border <laughs> Patrol. Them guys are just babies. I mean, I'm going to have trouble with the Border Patrol. No, and, and listen, I'll defend our Border Patrol agents. I oh, mean, yeah, the they're my friends. The problem is the fact that, yeah, the, I mean, the bigger problem is that this administration, um, I, I mean, I don't, if you look at the numbers of encounters that we have, they are triple, quadruple, in some cases, quintuple what we've seen of like the, during the Obama administration, right? Set aside the Trump administration's policies, set aside COVID and some of the changes that that had. You know, we are looking at something that is demonstrably, significantly, quantifiably different than what we were dealing with prior. And it has overwhelmed our asylum system because you have a lot of people who would have gone for legal immigration you know, status who are now trying to claim that they're asylum seekers. You have asylum seekers who are now claiming refugee status. And so then the refugees, the people who will legitimately be in that pipeline are getting screwed, right? It is a fundamentally broken system from top to bottom. And this administration, I, I, we had a, uh, a hearing with Secretary Mayorkas yesterday and he was saying, no, 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 the border is secure. In what way, shape or form is this border secure? You guys are right? fucking nincompoop. He's a fucking nincompoop. <laughs> 
So what I just heard was it, when you try to smuggle yourself back home, they're going to send you back to Mexico. I got to go, <laughs> go to the checkpoint. I got to go to the checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to get turned around, buddy. I'm just, I'm just trying to beat traffic, bro. Wow. Well, we're going to find out because that is happening, sir. I'm doing that. I'm not afraid. This is my country. This is my world. I love everybody in it except those that do harm to people. Even though my, you know, I can, I can find some respect. Change your ways. It's my country. We're, we're going to see, right, Karen? That's, that's what we got to do. We got to see for ourselves. That's what you're going to do. And I certainly applaud that effort, Charlie. But yes. everybody is, is expressing their interest and concern for your safety. We, we want you to be okay. So I, I don't doubt that you will be. But, um, you know, be, be deliberate and, and intentional in your movements. Well, absolutely. I've, I've, I've been around. Voice of and, reason. And not, now that I hear that, Can I you pick what, me up some tequila while you're over there. I might pick up a, a kilo of foot powder. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, when Pete says that, it makes me think that maybe I I should get some life insurance. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, sure, sure, sure. you want to know? Wait, Pete, you're walking in the middle broken. of a commercial here. I, it was a great setup. Hold on here. <laughs> and you know who I'm going to call for this life insurance? Legacy Partners. That's who I'm going to call because when you watch TV and you bombard of insurance ads and it never adds up and you're paying too much who do you call who do you trust who do you call for medicare who do you call for home insurance who do you call for vehicle insurance who, who do you call where you get a best deal for the lowest price they do it all legacy partners now okay. i'm gonna call them for some life insurance and i'm gonna have to tell them about going to mexico i don't know if they're i'm gonna tell them that soon though charlie i mean you, you're gonna have like a 30-day window or wait period so you can't get it the day before you leave that's probably well i'm gonna call them at 586-209-4106 and get a quote and see you know just when because the, look if they'll call you back the same day so maybe might get lucky i might get lucky because i'm gonna call 586-209-4106 because legacy partners insures my home they insure my vehicles. They insure my family. I vouch for them. How and was that, Pete? And hopefully you're Mexican. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah, so you, I, I interrupted you. Yeah. Let me tell you how broken this system is. I mean, so when the, when the war in Ukraine kicked off, we had a, a special immigrant kind of program for Ukrainians, you know, who had you know, relatives or other folks in the U.S., but our our processes and the bureaucracy was so incapable of serving in them, of, of getting them the visas they needed to be able to, you know, instead of staying in, you know, a tent on the Polish border, if you had a, a cousin or an aunt, you know, you could temporarily come to the U.S. and stay in their guest bedroom, right? Instead of being able to process that, what happened is all of these folks flew to Mexico and they walked across the border, presented themselves because that was the most efficient way of them being able to reconnect with their family members in the U.S. Right. right? That is how broken and dysfunctional this immigration system is. If you are if you're in India. Right. And you want to apply for a work visa. You want to apply for a tourist visa for the U.S. You are talking about upwards of three years to get an appointment, an appointment right, to interview and to get that visa. Like this is what I say is like immigration system. It's not just like, oh, it's broken on the margins and these little things we don't agree with. Like even the things nobody is saying, like, we shouldn't be able to have tourists come to this country and spend their money and go to Disneyland. But just to be able to do that is talking about a thousand day waiting yeah, period. If, let's be honest here. Before this, 
And the reason this is happening is because Biden ran on and the cartels took advantage and started selling it. I'm going to roll back all of those draconian um, Trump rules and laws and all of this and people bum rushed. But before that, the main illegal alien in this country was somebody who overstayed their tourist visa. And now mm -hmm. Schumer is really, you know, lining up the election. Let's give amnesty to 11 million people. And sorry, sir, it's actually 16 million now. And there's no work permits for farm workers. And uh, uh, McCarthy's neighbor, because I've been to McCarthy Bakersfield, his neighbor has a, an illegal, undocumented person mowing the lawn, the whole neighborhood. Bakersfield, the whole thing runs on labor that's not documented so can we get something for real done why did everybody throw pete myers out they didn't they didn't throw him out they're gonna regret it senator I th did i say that i mean governor i mean i'm sorry <laughs> hey, hey, pete let me ask you right quick we, we you know with the system being broke what do you think it'll take to fix it because that's all we've been hearing for the last red just wants to know how do we fix it yeah. and, and this isn't god's answer right but some, I, you know. I, I will say, given the rates that Hispanic voters are now shifting and turning over to the Republican Party, you know, I mean, if the Democrats think that this is a ploy to like shore up their base, I think they are sorely mistaken. You know, but when it comes to like, how do you actually solve this problem? I mean, this is where both parties are incapable. You know, the Democrats won't say we need any border security. You know, they say no, we should be able to. I mean. I shouldn't say no Democrats. I mean, any sensible Democrat says it, but they will get drummed out and they will get harassed by members of their own party for being insensitive if they think, if they acknowledge reality that we need to have some type of processing and system and that people shouldn't be able to walk into this country, right? And on the Republican side of the aisle, like we need workers. We need people who are willing to do jobs. We have companies who are moving overseas because they can't find enough people to hire and work here, right? And there is where? a happy medium to be structured. Yes. And where is this aisle? This aisle must be fucking laden with donkey crap, both sides of the aisle. They're yeah. like bodies and corpses and skeletons and double-A batteries and condoms and dollar liquor bottles in this aisle. What? This is an aisle. We need a bridge on this aisle. Now, Hispanic, just in its own self, it's racist to say Hispanic. Go to the map. Spain, Hispaniola, Hispaniola. That's European, man. That's not Hispanic. We're talking. We're talking Latin America. Latin is racist. A bunch so of hey, a hey, bunch of light skinned uh, professor type. Charlie. Well, I gotta finish. Bunch of light skinned right, professor type people. Many decades ago, looking for a term. Latin being Roman, meaning basically European-centered again. So Latin is from the white European, Central and South American, as is Hispanic. It's not even the real thing. This is our American brothers and sisters. That's what I said. Oh, wait a minute. That's racist, because that was an Italian guy, too. America's Vespucci. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Pete. I'm native, man. This, this is called Michogan. Huh? Yeah. That's right. Y'all get the fuck out of my shit. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I digress, Pete. You were saying. What? I, I had a comment, and I'm not sure where that comment would have landed. Well, it's true. I'm an educated man who can't speak very well. Um, but, you know, in the end, sir, 
the point is to love one another on this planet and learn how to live together and learn to I just think there's too many people. Nobody's in the sixties it was it was overpopulation. Now we're talking about go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry, I was just filling No, in. I'm just repeating. I'm listening to what you're saying. You're saying too many people. How? Yeah. Um, it's called uh, overpopulation. The, 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 the coming, yeah, the coming extinction. The, what was it, Ehrlich, you know, the guy who wrote that book, the, the population bomb, thought right. that we were all going to starve to death if we didn't reduce it. And then guess what? Like life finds a way. You know, we figured out how to increase our agricultural production and mm. you know, standards of living across the globe have mm. skyrocketed over the past four decades. Thank mm, you, Captain. That's wonderful. Nobody yeah. read Malthus, have they? Malthus postulated. They read it. It was wrong. Malthus. Malthus postulized that that inputs, food, etc., grows arithmetically. One plus one is two. Two plus one is three. That's how corn grows. But human beings grow exponentially. Two times two is four. Four times four is 16. 16 times 16 is a lot of fucking people. That's what's going on. And like we're trying to find room. We got Garbage Island. We're trying to get rid of coal. Yeah, we're in Detroit, Charlie. We don't have we have hey, everybody move to Detroit or go to <laughs> Bhutan. <laughs> Bhutan's a little mountainous, but uh, well, but thank you, GMOs, by the way. Thank you, GMOs. Before, I mean before you let Pete go, I just I want to ask a human interest question if I Pete, may. she's kicking you off. Oh, I, no, I said before he goes. No, go ahead. I want to finish this in, intelligent conversation because I have a kind of a, a fun question to ask before he goes. So go ahead. I'll wait. Mm. I'll be here all night. No, no, no. Go, go, go. go. Please, please. No, I want to know where he shops. No. Oh, where you shop? What do you mean? Yeah. For what? There's something Pete's wearing. It looks, he does look debonair. Is it the tie? It's Myers. No, I want to know where he does his grocery shopping. Oh, well, you know where he Okay, go ahead, Pete. Answer well, I don't know. Softball. <laughs> Softball. <laughs> I mean, Maine, Maine grocery shopping is obviously at Meyer for like weekly or like in, interweekly trips. It's, you know, we have a fresh time, which is, you know, one of our affiliates. Um, Are you subscribed to Perks? And Perks? Mm-hmm. My wife is, and I put in her details so she can get okay, the I just, want, I just want to see if you're really a Meyer shopper. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead, Charlie. <laughs> No, let him continue on because maybe, maybe he's not going back into politics. He's yeah. We might see him at the at, at, at one of the you know new the one on Jefferson or the one at Thirteen in Woodward. You know, maybe he'll pop up there. I, I won't be. I, I need to visit the one in Jefferson. I, I've uh, the new market concept. We got uh, downtown Lansing. We got the Bridge Street Market in Grand Rapids. We got Indianapolis, and then over on Jefferson in Detroit. Well, and I have to say that I'm, I applaud the fact that they are maintaining the standards that they set when they first opened, because we always have these grand openings and everything looks mm -hmm. good. And, it, you know, and then it just starts it's, to decline. It's and, nobody and, and, in there, Karen. The one on oh, Jefferson yes. is automated. Peter. No, well, yeah, and I don't like that. But that's what all stores, though, um, Red. I don't I don't want to be the customer, the cashier and the bagger. That's too much work for me. But that is the setup there. But it oh, is, no, you know, for scared. convenience. I only scan yeah, I half like the basket. Then I uh, figure the other half is payment for me having to scan and bag all this shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't steal. But, but Pete, I no, do want to Who's saying that? Who's I do want to ask you right quick. <laughs> Trump announced he's running 2024. You think this is going to separate the Republican Party even more or bring it back together? 
Great question. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I will say he announces and and I have, I think you're the first person who's asked me about that. I think I read it on page 26 of the New York post that, you know, Florida man said something, but. <laughs> well, here's, what's going to happen. I'm going to lay it out. We're going to have the reckoning. I think red's question was really good. Like we're now going to see even people that like Trump and I respect the hell out of you. And even the, 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 the people on the far left, I'm getting too many emails about, oh, what about the mules? What about uh, the city setting up a, uh, perpetual dead person vote with these absentee ballots? Leave me alone. I worked at TCF. I processed what was there. Nothing in there was a lie. That was good. I don't know about the rest of it. Leave me alone. But I think what we're going to see is what Republicans want to do. And the independents are waiting to see what you do. And damn, it's going to be interesting. Now, Pete, please stay with us. I know that you want to go, but you cannot go. You must stay here and watch. Red. Wait. Can, can I say one last thing? Oh, bro? yeah, you're the congressman, bro. You were at TCF Center in 2020, right? Yes, sir. Do you know the most uncomfortable thing that Republicans don't want to admit and that Democrats don't want to admit about the city of Detroit in the 2020 elections? What was that? Donald Trump improved on his 2016 margins. He did better in the city of Detroit in 2020 than he did in 2016 because he did better among black and Hispanic voters. Yeah. That totally shuts down the stop the steal narrative on one center, one side centered around Detroit. It also shuts down this idea that it was all a white supremacy election on the other side. Like voters are complicated. People react in all sorts of different ways. Nothing is ever a really crisp and clear narrative. You know, but at the end of the day, like our government isn't working, our government isn't delivering. And instead of having folks who just continue to blame the other side, I, I just, I want to hear solutions. I want to hear people who treat voters with respect and don't talk down to them, who don't treat voters, frankly, like as many of my colleagues in, this, in the DC do think that people are idiots. And if they just recite the same lines, people will nod along. Folks are not that simple. People are complicated. People are smart. If you treat the voters as they are intelligent human beings, which they all are. That's what we need to be doing. And that's what our politics needs more of. And, you know, like, again, I mean, you respect the outcome of your primary and you're telling mm -hmm. your people, I respect that. Right. And nobody's complaining how that came out, especially you. So stop being a spoil sport and a pucker lip. And like when it doesn't work, you believe in the system until it, it it doesn't benefit you. This is crybaby America. That's not what we are. Mm -hmm. I accept completely the results. I will continue to poke and jab and make sure it's honest. I'm glad you're here. Dude, stay for this. Stay for this. You're going to like this. This is real life. Um, this You got it. Come on. You sucking on that pint of whatever that was. Come on now. You stay for this because, because red is going places. Red... <laughs> Got divorced, got put out, had to move into the, to the, I'm sorry to say it, Red, the flop house. And Normally. wait a minute, don't roll that. Uh, this, this, Netflix, if you're listening, this, this, this is, you're dummies, you're dummies. And I'm going to tell you that Red at the Normandy Hotel Part 3 Date Night, How to Get a Date Up in This, is brought to you by ADR, as always, experienced Competent, smart, and ethical. Oversee.
Government, I'm not even going to read this. Government, construction, deconstruction, IT, all your needs for big projects. Small ones are welcome too, but this is the consultant that keeps everything running. All right? This is Barry Ellen Tuck. Free consultation, 248-318-9424. Get the job done right, on time, on budget. ADR is bringing you the new Netflix series. I claim it. Life at the Normandy. And I'm going to let you talk about this afterwards, but Pete, you didn't go. Did he go? I, I got to go, Charlie. I'm no, you got to no, go. No, 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 right. no. I will, I will catch up on this. I will catch up on this. Oh, I bet you. I subscribe. Where, 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 where do you catch up on this? Where do you catch up on this? Uh, <laughs> Apple podcast app. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Is there like a Patreon or a Substack I got to uh, do as well? Substack. I think I, I, think I see how he lost so that primary. He's so belt Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, Karen, look at that sweet jacket he's putting on. Look at this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm Where I'm does he shop? I mean, for his clothes. For his clothes. He doesn't buy his clothes at Meyer. I'll tell you that. Oh, but, you know, they sell clothes at Meyer. They sell clothes at Myers. We sell clothes at Myers. I got a very nice pair of polo gray jogging pants from Myers on sale. Let's get something right before he goes. Before he goes, it's not Ford's, it's not Myers. It is Pete. It is whatever you want it to be, my friend. (laughs) I'm I'm not settling this. It ain't even Myers Thrifty Acres no more, dude. No, it's just Myers. Listen, everybody go out there, shop at Meyer, and make Pete richer than he is. Thank you, bro. And I hope you got an Uber because you've been drinking a lot. Of- <laughs> Thank you, guys. I love you, man. Talk to you. Okay. Without further ado, Detroit Red, part three. You can go on the, that Apple thing app that Pete was telling you about. <laughs> right. But the, the visual, you got the visuals, the visuals. We work so hard. If you're listening to the app, it makes sense and it's really good. But go to YouTube, go to Facebook, just you know, put it in. I'm telling you, this is why we're top 169 in America. And this guy's going to LA. Without further ado, Red Life at the Normandy, part three, date night. Trailers for sale or rent. Put me out the house on divorce for left for 50 cents. No phone, all I know is what I got. No pet, started from the bottom. I ain't now. got no cigarettes, uh, but two hours of pushing broom by the eight by twelve four bedroom. I'm a man of means, by no means king of the world. Yeah, it's been a long time. I ain't been out in the field in a minute, so I decided to step on out and uh, try to get me a date. Yeah, yeah, baby, we're gonna get it on tonight. Finally got me a date. I didn't think I was gonna even get a girl to come over here to the Normandy. Well, I hope she don't leave when she see what it look like, but that's all right. I got no game. Gotta make sure everything is cool, looking good, smelling good. It should be on tonight. I cannot wait till she get here. Yeah, yeah, you looking good, playboy. Now let's seal the deal. Getting a woman to come to the Normandy is an issue because, I mean, hell, let's look at it. And it's old, it has a reputation, it ain't like the swankiest place. Um, So getting a regular woman to come in here is definitely gonna be a challenge. All right, got the fireplace lit. Let's see here. Oh yeah, that set the tone right there, baby. You can't tell me she ain't gonna be impressed with this shit here. 
I can't wait for her to get here. So I walked up to the place and I just looked at it like, I know this is not the place. It can't be. Mm. She uh, did show up. Oh shit, she here. Bitch, show time. One second. She was a couple minutes late, but she did show up. Hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good to see you. Glad you, you finally made it. Yeah. Yeah, got a little lost. Was hoping that this, I mean, that this wasn't it, but I'm here. Red is a nice guy, but damn. Really? We gonna have a good time tonight, you know what I'm saying? It might be a little cozy, but but look here, let me, look here, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take your jacket off and uh, we gonna get you comfortable and I'm gonna show you around my place right quick. So I get in there and he starts showing me his room. This is my kitchen slash dining area, which is, is very convenient because everything is right there. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta laugh. Like right over here, see this right here, this is my, Bedroom slash bedroom, cause it's just just this and the closet goes together. This makes the this is my whole this is my bedroom, right? Everything is just together. <laughs> and then if you step over here, this is my uh, living room. And of course, you couldn't forget about the fireplace. That was the piece of the restaurant of the whole setup. Yes, the fire, the beautiful fireplace on the TV. <laughs> I showed her these things and, and I really didn't know at that point whether she was impressed or not, but since she hadn't ran out the door, I just kept moving forward. I got a wonderful evening plan for you. I'm gonna cook you a little something. Would you like something to drink? Yes. You would? Okay, I got something for you. For, look here. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling bad for the guy, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, uh, uh, no, 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 no. But I'm still gonna give him a chance, you know? I, I couldn't go all the way out the way, but I went all the way as far as I could go, right? And this here is some of the best. You take that glass right there. The Boom Farm Strawberry Hill from the hills of uh, Belle Isle. I haven't had Boone's Farm since I was in high school. Boone, this is this is classic, okay? You might be thinking, what the hell? This is classic right here. He may not have a good place to be, but Boone's Farm? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so I could tell the Boone's Farm was doing what it's supposed to do. She was feeling a little more comfortable. So all for the dinner next. I'm questioning why am I here? But I said I would give him that chance. I really think she liked the fact that I was about to give her a home-cooked meal. I think she was impressed with that, that I had some cooking skills. You laughing. I got you. I'm about to cook you a fine Italian meal tonight, okay? You came to see me, shit. I want to make sure. Date night, baby. Bam. We can laugh about it, you know, but when he pulled out that Italian cuisine, <laughs> you got to be kidding, right? Fettuccine Alfredo with white sauce, chicken, and broccoli, okay? <laughs> you really have lost me now. <laughs> this ain't gonna take long. Four minutes for yours, then I gotta pull yours out, let me cool while I put mine in for four minutes, then we can eat together, okay? So while I was preparing our, our fine dining dinner, 
I decided to, you know, break the ice a little bit more and entertain her with the view. I mean, I got a great view of Woodward. We can do a fine round of sitting in the window and watching the nightlife of Woodward Avenue. Now, believe it or not, it's really fun. Okay? It's like watching TV. Yeah, he tells me about that, looking out the window, looking at Woodward. Don't nobody even want to drive down Woodward, let alone look at it. So, I thought we was having a great time. I was cooking dinner, only had four minutes left for mine to be done. Uh, knew the scene broke the ice, but, and I don't know what happened. So, my dinner was finished, but he still had to do four more minutes for his. That definitely was the final straw for me. So, I came up with an excuse. And she got a phone call to go to work on a Saturday night at the bank to wash pennies. Wait a minute, baby girl. What, what you leaving? You gotta go to work. Uh, emergency call. It's Saturday night though. You work at the bank. No, I, nothing. Nothing can get me out of there quicker. You gotta do what? Go wash the pennies? Who the fuck washes pennies at a bank on Saturday night? Okay, whatever. Uh. Red is a very good guy. Get what he's going through. Get why he has to be there. But uh, yeah, no. Not for this one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hope you I only had three minutes left for mine to be done and we could have been eating dinner together. I Wait a minute. I think she made that up. You think? Go wash them pennies. You got. Well, hey, hey! You ain't even seen the bathroom yet. I got you. Mama, man of me by no means, king of the road. You poor fuck. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. Red has a Carrick. He had Patron in the refrigerator. Hey, 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 hey. And hey. a, a of water. That water's $4 a bottle. Hey, Come on, hey. Red. You're, you're faking it. <laughs> hey, first date, you don't get all the top shelf, okay? <laughs> we got to see where you're coming from. I don't just waste $4 a bottle of water on you and we just met. That's no, that's uh, no, hell no. Could it be possible she saw the Patron? It's like, I get to go to the bank, motherfucker. <laughs> no, 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 I was blocking the refrigerator when I opened it. I knew that was in there. <laughs> you got to know how to do this. You can't just, have I've been out of the game her? a minute, but I, I still know a few tricks. Have you heard from her since she left? Uh, hell no. Uh, <laughs> think she's still washing pennies. <laughs> Fuck washes pennies on a Saturday. Who washes pennies but in the first place, regardless of the day? Well, it's the kind of shit-ass excuses you get since COVID's done come out. They, they give you anything now. It could be you living in a flop house, dude. I can't <laughs> that is a oh, yeah, very yeah. eloquent room. I have made it feel cozy. Elegant, motherfucker. Elegant. Whatever. You know what the what hell I'm say saying. What you say about the paste that in my dots are resistance? Piece de la resistance. Piece de la resistance. <laughs> what are you, like the French fucking foreign legion, the resistance? <laughs> hey. Let me tell you something. It. <laughs> it's so it's so many people don't have a fireplace. I do. <laughs> yeah, don't get mad because I know how to improvise. What'd you do with them two microwave fettuccine uh, Alfredo with chicken and 
and broccoli. Shit, ate them. They was a dollar twenty-five a piece. I'm not about to waste my two fifty because she didn't know a good meal. Did you refund? That's like two months' rent. Hey. You do what you got to do in hard times. Did you put one back in the fridge for no, tomorrow no, or the next day? Not at all. Time? I ate all of them together. I treated myself. <laughs> did you like you, you put them in? Did you put them in a plate? No, right out the right out the container. And, and watching the beautiful goings on on Woodward. Say it again. And watching beautiful goings on on Woodward. Oh yeah, which actually at that time of night on the Saturday, surprisingly enough, nothing. It's just dead as shit. Nobody's walking up and down the street. The laundromat's pretty busy. <laughs> you watch people come and go. She missed Did you out. get those flowers stored uh, red when you and uh, Hippie Jesus were there? Actually, not when we were there, but I went back because I saw them and figured that that would be a good place to start out a first date. See, first dates, you cannot go all the way out. You know, she's lucky. Back in the day, she went all the way out, all the way down the stairs and all the way home. Well, that's her <laughs> loss. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do better, right? I got. I got yeah. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> that She was funny and classy. No, and she was great. She yeah. was. Hey, look here. I'm going to tell you this. The Lucy, next one, Lucy-licious. The, the next one, we'll just sit in the car in the parking lot. <laughs> tell her it's like uh, going to the park, outdoor, in picnic car thing. May I suggest for you, you just go behind the fence? Oh, shit. Now you just really want me to get in trouble. But, but, but Red, you're not supposed to take a woman to your apartment on a first date anyway. So that was a little, you know. Well, I mean, work. you know, we had had a couple conversations and I, you know, it was going to end up being like, I guess what the young folks say, Netflix and chill, even though I only have Tubi. But, <laughs> I, you know, hey, I, I, you make do with what you got. This shit is inflation. Netflix went the hell up. That's 13 bucks, baby. What you I, thought? I totally got disagreed because he, he rolled out the rubber carpet. I, look here. Boone's Farm strawberry? First of all, that is classic, okay? Yeah. Back in the day, you get you a good party bub, a joint, and sit in the room. You'd have the best fucking time. I figured start parent, light. Parents, sorry to say she grew up a long time ago. Oh, well... <laughs> Maybe oh I should have got the Snow Creek Berry. <laughs> right. That's a little more Start mature. Thinking, or the man. Sangria. Start thinking. I'll man. get Sangria next time. Sangria? Yeah, that's the Boone Farm has Listen, Sangria. If you get Sangria, I want you to go to Urgent Care and get rid of it. <laughs> what are we going to do for Red? Maybe there's some ladies out there that would, you know, really give him a legitimate chance. After seeing that, I don't think so. Maybe we can hook up Red and Jesus. Not at all. He likes fettuccine Alfredo. No, first of all, he won't look weird where you're living. I can't be with nobody who wears a bigger heel size than I do. That's not an odd thing over there. I won't go wash pennies. I'll say the whole Man, he'll polish marbles if you know what I'm saying. Hey, you know what? I really don't like where this is going now. If my dating chances was blown before this piece, they really fucked up now. All right, y'all. See you Monday. <laughs>